Hello and welcome to a new episode of Podcast Demastered. I'm your host, Ethan Meyer, and I'm joined, as always, by my two very good friends, Wade and Chelsea. And welcome to episode 48 of the podcast. We're getting ever closer to the uh, the one-year episode. Uh, we got some, uh, some big things planned for that, and uh, Wade is actually going to talk about a little bit before we get into the... Uh, bulk of this episode so wade you want to tell uh you want to tell the listeners about the uh, anniversary episode yeah but i'm still kind of like going through an existential thing here like a full year of episodes oh yeah, my it's, god it's pretty crazy to think about it doesn't feel, feel like it's been that long at all yeah i feel like we are still getting into the groove of things <laughs> and we're already like a year into it so that's pretty crazy i'm still waiting for our like celebrity guest episode yeah right yes we still need one of those <laughs> If anybody knows any celebrities out there, uh, that would be cool. Yeah, <laughs> they want to lower themselves, you know, fright. let us know. <laughs> but anyway, um, so we do have our we have our one year anniversary coming up, um, and we would really like to hear from you all about this episode. Um, we really want to do like a Q and A kind of thing. Um, we want to hear questions from you about anything that's for us really, like what we like, what we don't like. Um, things that you want to hear us talk about, anything. Um, yeah, yeah any, questions about the anything. questions about the show. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe questions about episodes we've done. Uh, questions about maybe you know future episodes that we could do. Uh, anything about us? Get as personal as you want. Uh, Chelsea's really <laughs> open. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but yeah, so should be uh should be fun so um chelsea where can they send their uh questions yeah so you can uh message us on our social medias at on facebook twitter and instagram at pod demastered you can also feel free to send us an email with those questions which is at demastered podcast at gmail.com all right there you go guys so excellent yeah we'd really like to hear from you all and uh, be a cool way to kind of you know celebrate the uh the anniversary for this uh, podcast so we look forward to uh, yes. hearing from our listeners and i know i've got students out there listening now so you all can ask questions too that's okay <laughs> <laughs> and again be as personal as you want <laughs> all right so with that out of the way we got all the uh, the podcast business out of the way now to talk about what we're talking about today and uh it is the uh the star wars the Star Wars episode, where uh, the three of us have been talking about this for a while now, and uh, Star Wars is such a huge IP um, that spans generations. There's a lot to talk about. There's a lot of uh, fervor out there about it, good and bad. So it was really kind of hard to really nail down how we wanted to tackle this property. So really today we're kind of just gonna keep it loose and uh, you know we're gonna we're gonna talk about a couple different things. We're gonna talk about just pretty broad what our five th- favorite things about Star Wars are. Um, we're gonna go around. And we're gonna talk about what our favorite lightsaber lightsaber color is. Um, we're gonna talk about you know if we could go to any of the locations in the Star Wars universe, which one would we want to go to and why. You know just stuff like that. We're not gonna. 
we're not going to get too uh, hot and heavy. We're not going to have heated debates over this and that. So <laughs> if that's what you're looking for, I'm sure there's a thousand other podcasts you guys can tune into to listen to all those hot takes. We're going to kind of we're going to keep it loose and and uh, really just kind of wax poetically about uh, you know a, a universe that we all we all like and different levels and so yeah with that being said i say we uh kind of just jump right in here um i want to add really quick that um listeners if you want to hear ethan get riled up about something star wars ask a question in the q a yes (laughs) if if you that'll work really well i promise yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah uh you can at me at twitter we'll talk (laughs) no we'll talk (laughs) that's a trap children don't do it (laughs) i got all i got all the time in the world so um all right so let's start off with our five favorite things um we'll kind of do this round robin like we usually do if you you know if you've been listening to the show you're used to us just kind of going around taking turns listing off our you know one at a time so do uh does you know does anybody want to go first anyone have a a good one um any volunteers i have a good one i think i have a good one um, right. Something I like about Star Wars is the fact that it, Star Wars is so accessible and that you, you have access to, to Star Wars no matter what kind of media you prefer. Um, on a screen, off a screen, in print, games, anything and everything. It's, Toys. It's everywhere. <laughs> Toys. Board games. Board games. <laughs> yeah. It, it's I everywhere. Don't, I don't think there's a... Uh a medium that star Wars hasn't, you know, got its fingers in. <laughs> so, there's like star Wars cookbooks. So, I mean, star Wars cocktails and you know, there's, there's a little bit of star Wars for everybody out there. So yeah, that's, and you're talking about something that's been around for, you know, like three, three generations worth of fans. So it's a lot of, uh, a lot of content out there, you know, um chelsea you want to go next yeah so yeah kind of going with the whole thing that you know star wars is like an everything and one of my number my number five pick is actually an experience a star wars experience which is the ride at disney's hollywood studios which is star tours the oh adventure continues star tours yes. man yes it's it's great that whole like 40 experience and how basically every single time you write it it's slightly different so you can just keep writing it multiple times and have a new experience and it's just a fun ride it's a blast even for people who aren't super like into star wars they enjoy it yeah just the yeah just the ride itself Mm -hmm. yeah i have never i've never been to any of the disney uh theme parks and i haven't gonna be a long time before i do any of that galaxy edge stuff you know because i'm not a millionaire so i can't afford to go there yet (laughs) so (laughs) um but yeah i've heard i've heard really like cool things just like being able to like walk into some of these uh environments and and just seeing Mm -hmm. like the detail that they put into it would just be cool for me you know i'm not really big into like rides i kind of just want to you know we talked about this with harry potter just like walking through um, like Hogsmeade and stuff like that. Like I would love to do that with Star Wars, just kind of like walking into the cantina or just walking through and looking at all the stuff and just kind of mm-hmm. getting that feeling, you know, that, that'd be good enough for me. Yeah. <laughs> it's really nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, let me see. I'm going to go with uh, kind of a, a lame one. 
I have five, but I don't have. They're not in order by like, uh, you know, any particular order. I guess they're just five things I like. Um, lightsabers. <laughs> it's Heck like yeah, lightsabers. The, it's like one of the coolest contributions yes. that Star Wars has. <laughs> like, it's one of the most iconic pieces of weaponry. You know, it's essentially just you know a lot of Star Wars is uh is was highly influenced by you know like Eastern philosophy and and Japanese culture and samurai and stuff like that. So it's basically just like, you know, a katana made out of like energy. Like it's, <laughs> it's pretty badass. <laughs> well, and, and nowadays there's so many different like variants of a lightsaber. Yeah. Oh, like yeah. there's always mm-hmm. a new character that has like a new form and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, and see yeah, like not... the new fighting style that comes with it is always so cool. Yes. Yeah. Like one like, uh, this year I watched uh, that Star Wars Visions, which is basically just like, I think it's like, mm-hmm. there's like 10 or 12 different uh, um, like little short animated stories and like that are from like all these different Japanese studios. And like one of the uh, lightsabers is like just straight up just a, like a katana. And, but it's like a, it's a red lightsaber, but it's, it, even the blade is like shaped like a katana. It's not just like a straight um bar or whatever like it's it was badass nice. like that whole show is awesome <laughs> there's they go pretty crazy with uh lightsaber designs and and uh capabilities so <laughs> which is pretty cool <laughs> but yeah that's like when i was a kid like that was one of my like a wow thing i'm just like whoa this is this is different this is cool like so yeah that's always stuck with me Wade, what about you again? Um, <laughs> so this is something that I own that is Star Wars related, and Chelsea made me think about it, talking about, like, the Galaxy's Edge stuff. Um, I got <laughs> one of those, like, BB-8 cups. Like, it's just, like, a mini BB-8, except, yeah. <laughs> like, there's a straw that sticks out of it. Um, when I took my band kids to Disney World... Oh, God, when seven years ago, I guess. It's my first year teaching. Um, it was, like, the first thing that I bought. Um, and I, like, just carried that sucker around. It's just, like, sitting on my bookshelf now. It's having a good time. <laughs> I love it so much. How big is it? How oh, much How much, how much uh, cola does that hold? It, it's pretty big. Like a, like a it, gallon? Yeah, maybe. That's not, not quite that big. <laughs> but it's, it's pretty big. It's got, like, a like a shoulder strap to carry it when you're when it's filled up that'd be nice but no <laughs> carry it like a purse <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh, yeah all right chelsea okay i'm going backwards on my list i kind of made a list in order my number four is star wars jedi fallen order oh that okay. game is that your favorite star wars game yes i guess since it's on this list unless there's more yeah no spoilers. There's not anymore. You know, I played a, <laughs> I played a couple, but I mean that game had a lot going for it. It has a great story, very interesting characters, gameplay that's both challenging and a lot of fun, and like it's purposeful with like actually using your abilities and yeah. like the creativity involved with that and lots of combos. That's what I wanted in a Star Wars game, and I'm glad I played that. Especially a Jedi game, because it's been mm. a very long time since we've had a good um, yes. Jedi 
focused game mm-hmm. like not since like jedi knight jedi academy and and jedi outcast like the stories were you know whatever but like the the combat in those games was just like you were saying with fallen order like it was just very uh skill based skill oriented mm-hmm. you know it wasn't just like hack and slash um like the uh force yes. unleashed games were because they <laughs> very linearly hack and slash uh, very mm-hmm. boring and the story was just <laughs> bad shit so <laughs> <laughs> and yeah that was my that was my favorite thing about fallen order as well it was is the souls like for 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 star wars you know but like the combat was like one of the best things about the game like mm-hmm. you you it, it feels better when you when it had like that difficulty curve and like those some of the boss battles where you're just fighting another uh, lightsaber wielder like some of those were intense it was and, satisfying uh, when you beat yeah, them yeah very yeah, satisfying and i'm really uh really excited for the uh sequel to be announced yes hopefully soon i mean i hope so maybe in a couple weeks yeah probably in a couple <laughs> weeks maybe in a couple days who knows so yes. mm-hmm. it should be it should be cool there's a lot of rumors swirling around about it but i'm just i'm just glad they're continuing it on you know, hopefully mm-hmm. they stick with the series. I know there's like nine <laughs> like Star Wars games in development from all these different studios now. Like they've kind of opened up Pandora's mm-hmm. box here and just kind of let anyone pull out what they want. So that's kind of cool if you're a Star Wars fan that there's a lot of games coming and all different, mm-hmm. you know, all different types and everything. So, but yeah, I, I really like, I really like Fallen Order. It was a huge surprise hit because I don't think a lot of people had any you know expectations for it star wars mm-hmm. games i would agree up to that point were recently were pretty rough <laughs> to say the least so i mean we just recently got another really high or high mark star wars game that uh lego skywalker saga is like killing mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. oh i really want to play that it's doing really well with sales <laughs> got really good reviews like so yeah maybe we're in the uh a new a new era for star wars games that they're actually good <laughs> they're actually good again i hope so that'll be good <laughs> <laughs> it's been a long it's been since like the 90s since they were good <laughs> it's not on my list but my favorite star wars game was uh did anyone play uh star wars galactic battlegrounds it was on the pc it's just a strategy mm-hmm. game it's like it was like basically age of empires but with star wars huh. and it was like I'd still play it if I had the ability to. <laughs> it was like my, <laughs> I put I sunk so much time into that game. All right, back to me. Um, one of my favorite things about Star Wars. This is sort of a, I guess, uh, more of a modern revelation. But um, Dave uh, Filoni, like ever since he came into the picture with uh, Clone Wars. You know, he directed the, you know, he did the movie and then he was um, a big part of the series. And then he, you know, went on to do Rebels, you know, and then working with uh, Favreau with The Mandalorian and and working with uh, Robert Rodriguez with Book of Bubba Fett. Like, he's essentially just like the guy since Lucas is no longer, you know, once once it was sold to Disney and Lucas was kind of out of the picture. You know he's still he's still kind of around, but he doesn't have any like sway, I guess anymore. Filoni is kind of like the quintessential like Star Wars lore consultant slash. I mean he's just like a big dork basically, but like 
he's kind of there to keep Star Wars, Star Wars, I guess. Like, all the stuff that he's kind of introduced is just so good. Like, everything he's touched and everything he's been a part of, like, even before Star Wars, like, he was um, a director and writer for uh, Avatar The Last Airbender for its first season. And that kind of what got him noticed by George Lucas. And Lucas was like, hey, I need your help with the, with this Star Wars show. Because before that, he was just an animator. Like, he worked on Kim Possible. He worked on King of the Hill. Like, he kind of was floating around just doing animation work. What an interesting palette he has. <laughs> right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Very cool. And then once George Lucas found him, like, like, he's literally just, like, a younger George Lucas. Like, he just has, like, that you know that mind for the world and i'm glad that he's like a big prominent like factor into in this universe still um more on the tv side like i really want him to get a chance to do like a film um like besides the that clone wars animated film that they did but like i want to see a live action star wars film from filoni and see what that'd be about i think that'd be really cool All right, wait. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about um, Kotor. All right. Um, yeah. Um, so like we played it back on. Oh God, what was it originally on? Well, it was Xbox exclusive Xbox? and PC. Mm-hmm. Was it? Yeah. It must have been my friend's mm-hmm. Xbox. Yeah, Kotor it must have been because it was a too. console. Kotor and Kotor, Kotor 2 were Xbox exclusives in the console space. Um, I remember playing those for the first time with my friend, and I was just, like, blown away, because I was, like, the first time I'd played a game like that. Um, it was just crazy, the fact that you could do all of these things and have, like, your party, and you could, like, talk to them. You know, you had, like, the, the dialogue options and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Like, that was crazy at the time. Um, I'm so glad that they're remaking it. Yeah, for sure. Yes. It's one of the, like it's one of the better um Star Wars stories because not only does it take place in an era that we don't get a lot of um focus on. Like the the old republic is pretty much besides those games almost like never touched on <laughs> at all. Right? <laughs> um so that was different. That was a different thing going for it. And since it was a Bioware game, like, at that time, they still had a really good um, reputation. And, you know, they knocked it out of the park with Star Wars. Like, you were able to go to all these different locations, all these different planets, meet all these different characters. All the characters were interesting. The writing was, you know, in-depth. All the choices felt engaging. You had pretty much free reign on how you wanted to develop your character. Like, it hit all the high marks for a good RPG. And then just, you know, that Star Wars coat of paint. Um so yeah, I would. I'm glad they're doing a uh, a remake. Um, I would love to see, like, I don't know if I want a Kotor three, but I would love just another like RPG centric uh, Star Wars game. Like, I think that'd be. Really I'm really cool. glad they're making the remake too. Because, well, because I've never actually played it, and I've always wanted to. So I'm you're, you're looking a big, forward you're to big, the opportunity. You're a big Mass Effect person, so you'll like yes. you'll like this. It's. You know. It's Mass Effect with Star Wars. It's Mass Effect with Star Wars. <laughs> I mean, sounds great literally, to me. That's Can't literally wait. what it is. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. More, mm-hmm. uh, more. Um, 
it's not quite turn-based combat but more leaning that direction than like mass effect kind of going more like cover-based shooter <laughs> like kind of mm-hmm. towards the end mass effect turns more into like an action game and yeah. kotor is very much like a classic uh, rpg um with a little this combat's a little i don't want to say slow that makes it sound bad but it's just it's not as like it's not like you're playing like gears of war or some shit like that you know it's yeah. <laughs> it's just yeah a little different than it's a little bit yeah, more um other ones slow and a little bit more intentional i guess with what you're doing but man it's a good it's oh, both still of them sounds are, cool can't wait both of them yeah. both of them are really good um the first one has like <laughs> one of the best like twists in gaming like <laughs> <it's>, <laughs> yeah for real <laughs> it's so freaking good and it was earned it didn't feel cheap at all like it it was it was good it was a really good game all right chelsea what's your okay what, number three my number three is a scene from a movie. Ooh, nice. And that would be the Battle of Crate in oh, hell The yeah. Last Jedi. I that was just spectacular, especially seeing that in theaters. I'm like, this is so cool that because that whole like salt planet and just like the red parts of the salt flying up and yeah. that was an amazing spectacle and I just that's one that I'll always remember and just everything that comes up when I think of that, like a particular scene from a Star Wars movie. I'm just like, yeah. that's what I picture. One of the, uh, one of the, one of the best shots from like on crate is when uh, Kylo and Luke are like standing off out there with their sabers. Mm-hmm. And it, um, when Kylo swings his saber and Luke take a, takes a step back and it like, opens up the sand and it just looks like a blood splatter or whatever like obviously it wasn't but it just like the visual language <laughs> was there was like a, a cut and it was just like blood like splatter it's kind of like a like a like a samurai film like that is so fucking cool like <laughs> like it's such a cool stylized <laughs> shot you know mm-hmm. like everything about everything about crate was like a visual stunner like it was it was a yes. really very cool design to do that you know because they could have just done mm-hmm. hoth but with sand but instead they're like hey you know it'd be cool let's make the underbelly of the sand red like it just adds like this yes. extra layer of like you know visual of this like visual like flair that's like super cool mm-hmm. yeah that film that film in general is very <laughs> well shot it's the whole the whole movie the whole the movie, whole movie I, number two like, for me, that that's my favorite um, film for uh, cinematography. I think it's like the best shot Star Wars film out of all. That and Rogue One are like my two favorites for like just like mm. the. It's also like two very good DPs. So. Oh, I like Rogue One. <laughs> um, in fact, uh, Rogue One was shot by Greg Frazier, who just won the Oscar this year for Dune. So. He also did the Batman, so that dude's on a roll. That dude has a... He's got a knack for amazing nice. cinematography. But yeah, I'm with you. Like, Crate was... Crate was cool. Crate was cool. I want that shirt. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What am I? A three? Um, a thing I like about Star Wars is the iconic villains. Count Dooku all the way. 
Hey, Dooku, I really like Christopher Lee, so even if Dooku doesn't really do a whole lot, that voice is enough to <laughs> to impress me, you know? It was, just, it was just, like, he was on screen and he was talking and you're just like, oh my god. Like, yeah. it didn't matter how he was fighting or what he did, it was like, nope, he's just there and he's just talking. Yeah, I, I don't... cower. Yeah, I never need, I never needed an action scene from him. He could have just, the whole movie could have just been like a monologue <laughs> from him and I'd be like, that was the best movie I've ever seen. <laughs> like although he i mean he did beat obi-wan and anakin one-handed so yeah i mean he's, he was just like get out of here yeah dooku was cool the emperor's cool you know vader's cool darth maul's cool cad bane's cool like even like the more like anti-heroes like they, there's just some really cool um villains throughout the whole star wars canon both in the films and the shows and the books and the games like they do a really good job making some pretty like not only just like they have really good like one note villains like you know this person's just a villain for villain's sake but they also have like very like emotion like emotional depth to a lot of their villains like vader specifically has like this you know <laughs> obviously the whole arc um, <laughs> but like that's you know that's something that uh you don't see a lot and uh and fiction is like putting a lot of emphasis on the the villains besides just being like you know the antagonist for the protagonist you know what i mean like and mm -hmm. star wars put a lot yeah. of emphasis on the villains only well, they, they say your heroes is hero is no better than your villain is so yeah yeah your hero is only as good as your you know is only as good as your villain is evil or whatever like that that that's another th well, i mean we'll get into it but that's another thing i like about star wars is just like that emphasis on balance Mm-hmm. Very much so. So. All right, Wade. Okay, my number two. Number two, number four, whichever direction we're going in. Yeah, <laughs> I can't remember anymore. <laughs> my next one. My next one. Um, my next one is a memory. A Star Wars-related memory. Oh, nice. Um, when episode three came out, that was eighth grade for me. Yeah, um, 2005. And... Yes. There you go, kids. Yes. Do the math. That's how old Wade yep. is. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and so and we had been prepping, me and this big group of friends, we had been prepping this movie for absolute weeks. Like, we'd watch all the other movies, like, once a week. Some of us owned the, uh, like, the script for the movie. Like, the screenplay, I guess, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, for whatever reason, we decided we had to buy that. Um, so we'd read that a whole lot, but then like we got together, uh, to go watch it at the theater and it was just like the biggest deal ever. Like you get to the end and like Obi-Wan and Anakin are chasing each other through the planet fighting and it's drama and drama and everybody else is dying. It's just like, Oh my God. And it ends and you're just like, it, you have this feeling of like, well, I want to know what happens next, except you do. You, you know, know you do happens. know it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, it, it, yeah. It was more just like we know how this ends, so now we just got to see how it begins. So like, mm -hmm. it's kind of a weird way to watch a trilogy of films. You know what I mean? Because you already you kind of already know <laughs> right. the ending. So. Right. But they still found a way to make the stakes high. You know what I mean? Like even though you know where all the trajectory for all the characters is, mm -hmm. like he still felt it still was like compelling you know also like revenge but, of the sith like to me still has like the best soundtrack 
I don't know why. Like this, John Williams was like, "This is the last movie I'm doing, right? I'm gonna go all out." <laughs> <laughs> Little did he know he'd be doing what three more, or whatever the shit. <laughs> but yeah, Revenge of the Sith. The music's amazing. Also, like, come to think of it, I think it has the best intro. Like after the, uh, after the like uh, prologue, uh, like lettering or whatever scrolls off. Like, the intro is just, like, that pan down, and it just shows, like, that huge space battle or, over Coruscant. Like, mm. that's, like, one of the best openings for a Star Wars movie. It's And, like, the base kicks in, and then you're following Obi-Wan and Anakin flying their ships. Like, it's, it's fucking cool. <laughs> like, that's a very cool way to start that film. Now I gotta go watch it, thanks. <laughs> I kind of want to watch it, too, honestly. <laughs> Podcasting mastered view pro view party. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Let's do All right. It. Let's take a let's take a break. We're gonna go. <laughs> let's <laughs> go watch, go watch Star Wars. We'll get back later. <laughs> Out of all the prequel films, that's the one that's like the most rewatchable for me. I'll like, I'll skip episode one every time. Yes. I I like episode one more than mm-hmm. two. Two's the one that I don't really care to watch ever. Two's got a lot of like whiny Anakin in it. In which case, I mean, like, it's, like, the whole movie. Yeah, like, um, like 85% but, of that film. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but, but one, for me, one is, like, it's nothing but politics. The entire movie is politics yeah. and Jar Jar Binks. And I could just fall asleep every time I watch it. I think I have, maybe. Yeah, one um, is... Like, skip one... to the end, watch the battle. Yeah. And, Once... like, that's about it. One's pretty dry, but that doesn't that doesn't bother me. Um, I kind of like it. Um, I also like that it was still shot on film, because like Attack of the Clones was like famously like the first movie shot digitally, um, like big studio film that was shot digitally. So like going from one to two is like a huge visual leap, <laughs> and two does not age super well, but one does no, it because it's still practical effects. It's still shot on film. Like, going back and watching one, like, it still pretty much all looks pretty damn good. Um, and I love the pod race. I think the pod race is fucking cool. I think pod the, lights, really cool. the lightsaber battle with yeah. Darth Maul is still, like, one of the like the best saber battles in Star Wars. Like, that whole fight is epic. It's, like, 45 minutes long. <laughs> Whatever. Well, it's, like, because it's, like, here's two minutes of the fight. Now here's 25 minutes of something else happening. Yeah, it's, like... Oh, yeah, it's, these guys are fighting over here. Yeah, here's it's, like, doing that. the space battle and then the saber battle and then the the Gungans. Like, it's swapping between, like, three different, like, conflicts or whatever. But, yeah, I like Phantom Menace. I, I never really had a problem with the, the pace of it. Um, but, yeah, Attack of the Clones, like, there's very little for me to like about it like there's they all have merit and they all have like highlights but so much of the film drags <laughs> so um all right who are we on chelsea yes for okay. me for counting down to my number two all right i i love the very beginning of specifically all the numbered star wars movies i love seeing that text that pops up the a long mm-hmm. time ago in a galaxy far, far away, and then bam, that uh, the text scroll up into space, and then it just, you know, cutting right to space and getting right in the action. That just always just gets me excited, really yeah. helps set the tone for the movie. 
And I'm just like, yes, I know what I'm getting into. I'm a thousand percent with you. Like anytime you watch these movies for the first time in a theater and it's like, you know, the Lucasfilm logo and then it's like a long time ago and then like that music swells and then you get mm. the text for like five minutes with this like amazing yes. like score underneath it. It just amps you up. You're like, oh, I'm ready for some sci-fi shenanigans. Like, let's get into this. Yes. You know, like the quintessential it's like the start best. to a space opera. You know, it's 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 mm-hmm. fantastic. It's like the best intermission. You know, it's it's super fucking cool. And like all the films, you know, I I guess I've watched out of the nine, out of the Skywalker. You know, I watched six out of the nine in theaters, and like that never got old. Like that that same music kicking in it's just mm-hmm. like you just like grab your chair and you're just like all right let's do this i'm ready i'm so like, i'm ready yes yeah so pumped <laughs> yeah i'm with you that was one of the best things mm-hmm. um all right where am i at where am i at i'm kind of bouncing all over the place okay here we go one of the things i like about star wars is not only all the different um you know all the different species and alien races and, and planets and all that stuff but they go that extra mile and they develop um, like cultures and traditions mm-hmm. for all these different races and species. And like they get really into it. Like most recently with uh, the show, the book, book of the uh, book of Bubba Fett or whatever, they really dive deep into the culture and traditions of the, uh, the sand people. And it, it, it kind of, it makes you like view them in a completely different light. And it's, oh, I love that stuff. And I love how they do that with like, you know, if you watch the animated shows or if you read the books or even in some of the movies, like they, you know, they spend a lot of time like actually developing these uh, other races besides the, the humans, you know, and make them feel like they're, they actually exist in this universe as opposed to just like, oh, well, we wanted our makeup department to make a bunch of funny looking creatures. So go nuts. Like they actually like <laughs> give them background and lore and, you know, I, I, it's, it's really cool. You know, if you're like really into that stuff, Gips, like yeah. you can get, you can go down some like rabbit holes for like the Wookiees and Gungans and like, you know, or even just like some of the humanoid stuff, like the Mandalorians and their whole like crazy religion and how their religion has like offshoots and all, you know, like it's, it's really cool stuff. Yeah. It really helps make the whole universe seem a lot more real and alive yeah. by giving backstories to more than just your main character. And also, it makes it seem like a universe. It, it's, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's like this big, expansive uh, place. And it's not just, well, here's here's a storyline with these characters, and this is all just fluff. Like, it's like, no, like, this is mm-hmm. a huge playground that we can get into. Like, that was one of the things that I really liked about it. Like, yeah, the movies, you know, the, the nine really do focus pretty much on the Skywalkers. But it's all that uh, ancillary storytelling that they do. Like some of it's like even better than what they did with like Skywalker and just like really diving into like all the different uh, all the different groups and species and races and all that stuff. Like mm-hmm. it's very fleshed out. I've had a lot of uh, a lot of good time like diving into that stuff. All right. So are we? Is that? That's very cool. Are we getting ready to do our last one for everybody? Okay. Absolutely. All right. Let's take a quick break before we divulge our uh, last one, last favorite thing of Star Wars. So hang in there, listeners, 
and we'll be uh, we'll be right back. And welcome back, listeners, to our Star Wars episode. We're going to uh, finish off our five favorite things about Star Wars right now before we move into the one thing we don't like about Star Wars. So, just one today. Just, just one. one thing. It's just one. Yeah, we're not gonna. Like I said, we're not gonna turn this into some <laughs> some you know big debate. You know, hot takes no. left and right. It's just let's keep it positive. So with that being said, Wade, what is your last thing you like about Star Wars? Okay, so for my last thing, I wanted to do like a favorite character, okay. um, but I really couldn't pick between two, so I'm going to give two. And they're completely different, like the reasons and stuff for it. So the first one is, um, my, my, I think my really, really, truly favorite character is Yoda. Mm-hmm. It's just so hard not mm-hmm. to like Yoda. Yeah. You know, you you get you get episode episode five Yoda, and he's just silly. He's goofball. You know, there's emotion behind it too, and then he dies, and then that's it. Um, but then, like, you learn more about him in episodes one, two, and three, and you really get to like see him shine there too. Yeah. Um, and that's I just love that. Like any time that Yoda like picked up his uh his lightsaber, I was just like, oh, things are about to happen. <laughs> and they always did, yeah. Um, and then, and then the character that I I just can't shake liking a lot is um is actually Ray. Okay. Yeah, because she's, I mean, her and like like the way that her story starts, and then like Luke's story, like they kind of have very similar paths until they don't. Yeah. You know, because mm-hmm. like Episode Eight just really blows Ray's whole thing out of the water for her. Um, but you know, like, she's like, I'm going on a journey to become a Jedi, just like Luke was, but like her, her journey has like a lot more context behind it. Yeah. Um, and all of this history and stuff. Um, but they also like, they complicated that journey a lot with her too, which I really, really appreciated. Yeah. You know, things just weren't so Mm -hmm. simple as good and bad. Now... There's episode nine, and I won't talk about that right now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but everything else with Ray, like I, I don't, I don't think Ray's gonna be coming back for the next trilogy. Like I think they said somewhere they're like moving on. Like it's yeah. gonna be a new thing. Yeah, I think for better or worse, I think they are gonna sideline most of the characters they created for this last trilogy for one reason or another and you may love i'm sure there's a lot of people out there that love that and there's a lot of people out there that don't it's one of the most divisive (laughs) trilogies (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean a fresh start never hurts and i'm pretty sure daisy said like like that's the end of star wars for her more or less yeah because even like these actors as just like people that like some of them like left social media because they got so much shit for this yeah. like i don't blame them for wanting to step away from that universe because oh yeah like some of them took some some heat unnecessarily uh, from mm-hmm. this fan base well, and, and some of them gave a lot of heat too yeah <laughs> rightfully yeah. so yeah. so yeah yeah so yeah i 
I remember when uh, when Ray was introduced and like I was into it, but then like where it ended, like it's just such a complicated. It's a complicated character that could have been a lot simpler, and they tried to like overcomplicate things, and it just made her journey feel less impactful. Um, well, it's just like, just, like, I feel like just the ending of her story was just, it was too simple. Mm-hmm. It was like, we're going to complicate it. And they're like, oh, we went to our far off course. We have to yeah. re- reconnect. And, yeah. yeah. And I was just like, that, it just hurt. It hurt a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Cause mm-hmm. I, yeah, I was very excited for when eight ended, like the trajectory that it, it could have gone. And then. I think they got afraid of that and they're like, no, 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 let's, we got to course correct back onto this like linear path because I think we, we can't subvert too many expectations. <laughs> and that's what I was liking about it. I liked that Ray's journey was going a different way. I thought that was really interesting. Um, but well, yeah. I love that like Finn was there with her too. Yeah. You yes. know, like I love that her and Finn had like the same journey. Yeah. Um, and they in like mm-hmm. the the first movie specifically in parts of the eighth movie purposely threw you off the trail of like well who who is it who is the Jedi who is supposed to be like mm-hmm. the big person because yeah. you think it's Ray for a while then here comes Finn and he's doing something really freaking cool and you're just like oh man nope it's gonna be Finn and then like nine the comes things... and just again just throws him off the side of the road so one of the best <laughs> things about eight two is it just like completely throws the idea of jedi and sith into the blender as well mm-hmm. and i thought that was also mm-hmm. really cool um yeah man that trilogy I, f- I feel like we could talk about that shit forever <laughs> we, we, we probably could but <laughs> good i think chelsea should give good. us her yeah. big one now yeah chelsea what's yes, your, what's your number back one? on to positivity <laughs> yeah. my number one thing i really like about star wars is the music the music for me really just helps make Star Wars what it is. And I think it also kind of made it almost more accessible for people who may not have been as into Star Wars movies. And the music is just, I mean, from the icon himself, John Williams, and then you even have Michael Giacchino with Rogue One. Like, that music is spectacular in that film. There's a lot of good things to be said about that movie, but it's just can hear it on its own and you just it brings you back to those movies and when that plays it gets you pumped up for what's going to happen in the movies it's just yeah it's a magical experience it's it's one of the most like iconic pieces of music and film that there is like i argue, could listen to like, binary sunset forever yeah. yeah yeah well i mean we talked about this a lot when we did our uh, uh music music composers like i i, I love the star wars mm-hmm. music like it, it's a it's a very good um like pairing with the film like when you watch the film and that music like it's just like a, a very perfect symbiotic relationship um like mm-hmm. and yeah it's it stood the test of time i mean yes it's been around for like what like 40 years or some shit like <laughs> it's almost still yeah. just yeah, as prominent it, yeah. yeah and it's still yeah it's still just as good it still gets me excited when i hear it and in, in, mm-hmm. in any form or fashion like hearing yes. it and hearing it in games or hearing it just like a 
like if they do like a press conference and they just start off by like playing the music or whatever before like a big announcement you're just like oh this announcement's gonna be awesome like <laughs> it just yes. has like that impact you know <laughs> Um, mm-hmm. so yeah, I'm with you on that. The music is fantastic. Um, all right. My, uh, my last thing here, my favorite thing about star Wars is the, the metaphysics of the force and all the philosophical ideals that is introduced throughout star Wars. I think that's one of the things mm-hmm. that keeps me going back to it because if you just take sections of just like some characters like dialogue and like their idealism and just like some of that stuff aside you can really like take a deep dive on like that what that stuff like actually means and like you know throughout the first few films with like yoda and 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 the the jedi order you really get this idea of um you know what the force is and how it connects you know living beings and everything and then like you get the prequel trilogy that kind of um you know, some people don't like the the midichlorians or whatever, but I think it's part of it's like being it's misunderstood. I think it's more of just like I don't want to get too much into it, but like how each one of these things is just like uh, expanded upon, and then mm-hmm. like you get to like this new trilogy and the idea of even just like uh, balance is like discussed with, with with Luke in the eighth film talking about you know there is no just like pure good and pure evil like a lot of that stuff is like rooted deeply in like eastern philosophy and like you know real life (laughs) with like the yin and yang (laughs) and like buddhism and all that stuff and and i think george lucas like obviously was inspired by a lot of that stuff and just like incorporating it into this space opera where he didn't really need to at all but it just adds this extra layer of just like that of of uh, dis- you know, stuff that you could discuss and openly talk about, and and it's just it makes it seem more uh, palpable, I guess, as opposed to just like this sci-fi spectacle. Like it gives it just like another layer of like depth that I really appreciate. Um, There's that, a lot you know, to think about there, yeah. And that's one of the reasons why Yoda is such an amazing character because you can just listen to him talk, <laughs> and you're just like, man, this dude's like sending me for like a trip, you know, like stuff he's. Um, the stuff he's discussing and why it matters and you know the idea that you know like the whole the whole vader journey is essentially just of someone who didn't understand how to control like their uh their emotions and what it led to like all these like philosophical like all these ideals that were presented to you are like the crux for like the whole arc of the series you know and it's just, I don't know, I think that stuff's, like, super fascinating. And it's, it was completely not really needed. And I think this uh, series <laughs> would still be just as popular. But it just is one of those things that you can keep going back to and reading about. And you're just like, man, this is, this is some deep shit. Like, I can get down on this, you know? Like, <laughs> <laughs> and not a lot, not a lot of, uh, not a lot of, like, mainstream popular stuff had that. You know what I mean? Like you don't see you don't see Transformers or like GI Joe or fucking you know a lot of you know a lot of these big things that have been around for you know the seventies and eighties and you know as long as Star Wars like Star Wars is one of the few things out there that actually has like so many layers to it, um, and it really just speaks volumes to George Lucas like and and what he like created. Um, 
So yeah, that's one of my that part. If I had to rank these, that's probably like my number one favorite thing about Star Wars is just the the philosophical nature of it all. Um, I'm like a huge nerd for philosophy, anyways, so it's just another reason to like it. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, so yeah, those are all the things that we uh, like or love about Star Wars. Let's go ahead and enter this uh, dark room over here and discuss the uh, the one thing that we don't like about star wars um just so we have that balance <laughs> so, yes. um who wants to go first i'll go first so i can say it and get it out of the way and we okay. don't have to talk about it <laughs> okay because, uh, yeah um now it, <laughs> i'm gonna say it and you're gonna be like what i'm gonna be like we're not gonna talk about it um <laughs> okay but what a cheese um, uh, the Skywalker stuff. That's what. That's what. Like the, uh, the over-reliance on, like, the one, like, family yes. tree? Yes. Yeah, yes. I agree. I agree with that. It, I, everything was fine and dandy, and then episode nine came and smothered everybody with it. And it ruined Ray. Yeah, I, you're, I'm going to go ahead, I'll go ahead and, and jump in front of you, Chelsea, because mine kind of, mine kind of is like, ex, mine kind of expands upon uh, uh, Wade's a little bit. The one thing I don't like about Star Wars is its over-reliance on nostalgia. And I think that's exactly what happened with, uh, with Nine, is they had to, or they thought that they had to make you know keep the sky like these names that people know like everyone's like oh well, ray has to be either a kenobi or a skywalker or or whatever because apparently these are the only families that exist in this ever this massive universe and then they're like oh well hey let's make her a palpatine because palpatine's a big name but then she gets to choose that she could be a skywalker because we have to you know we st- they st- this reliance to stay in that one lane you know what Ryan Johnson tried to do with eight, and be like, "Hey, let's take this shit and go this way with it," <laughs> and they're like, "No, no, 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 we gotta sell merchandise, we gotta sell hats, we gotta make her, you know, gotta sell toys, gotta make her a Skywalker, or whatever the shit." Like that's the one thing I've never liked about Star Wars is their, their, uh, it's almost like a fear to like, just really just subvert expectations and just like, you know, let's just blow it up and just like go our own like that whole trilogy could have had nothing to do with skywalker and it would have been it would have been fine you know and that's kind of what i was wanting out of it and then the fact that they had to bring it all back and dig up all these fucking old characters and find a way to slap ass them into the film and it's just like do we have to do this like this is a this is literally a universe and we're staying with like you know they always feel compelled to put tatooine and everything and that speaks to like the shows and the you know the animated ones and the live action ones it's like they always feel like they have to come back to the same pot you know so people are like oh i know that place that's the same cantina that i've seen in 70 fucking things <laughs> like is there not another bar people can drink at like i want universe i want the universe to actually be a universe and like go out there and explore and meet new things and do new things and not just like keep pulling it back into the same thing over and over and over and i get it you know, at the end of the day, it's a fucking business. And they got to make money and nostalgia sells. But 
what I don't like. <laughs> so sorry, Chelsea. I don't want to. It's just mine felt like so connected to his. So I just wanted to expand. Yeah, on that. no, so you're yours? fine. I had I had considered discussing that, but it's to me still really fresh in my mind, and I feel like my feelings haven't fully formed on that situation so the one thing that i always come back to that i absolutely dislike is jar jar binks he ruins that first movie for me no and i'm not even jumping on like a popularity train or anything it's just every single time i've ever watched those movies and i've seen that first one i'm just like omg what is this movie this movie becomes a joke in certain ways just because of him I wonder if it's more. I wonder if it's George Lucas's social commentary that he made him a senator. It's like, hey, let's take this dumb shit character and make him a politician. Oh gosh. <laughs> oh, that's that's too real. Oh gosh. <laughs> like Maybe if Jar Jar can become that, a senator, but... anyone can. Oops. <laughs> yeah. They did it. <laughs> Oops. Yeah. Yeah. I. Yeah, I mean, he's obviously not the best created character. Um, he's just annoying. Yeah. Yeah, and I get it. He's supposed to be like the uh, the comedic relief. You know, he's there for the kids. He's the, the 3PO character. He's supposed to just have like these, you know, for that film, you know, he's supposed to just bring the laughs. But instead, it's just like the way he speaks he brings the groans yeah the way he speaks the way it's he's like overly theatrical with everything like especially in that first film for sure because in like two and three he's just like he's Mm -hmm. barely there when he is there he's like you know a politician now so he's gotta gotta put the suit and tie on you know gotta put those pants on one (laughs) leg at a time you know um (laughs) but yeah i it's yeah i i i I get it (laughs) i get it (laughs) <laughs> like yeah. it's one of those things where you're just like all right all right let's just okay let's move on next scene let's just mm-hmm. yep yeah let's just ignore him there. yeah <laughs> <laughs> and even yeah i mean even like the characters in the film are kind of like they all feel the same way there's like kind of dude's fucking dope like but we kind of need him because we're lost in this like planet and <laughs> yeah but yeah, I mean, he's, you know, he's there for the kids. He's there for the kids. <laughs> but I was a kid when I saw that movie, and I thought he was annoying, so it just didn't work for me. But I know yeah, I plenty of people love him, so. Yeah, I don't remember if I had any, like, hot takes about Jar Jar when I first watched that. Cause <laughs> I came out, what, 99? So I was 10, 10 or 11 when that came out. So, yeah. I don't remember having hot takes about most things back then, though. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, all right. You guys want to move on and talk about what your uh, what your lightsaber color would be? Yeah. Let's do it. All right. Who wants to go first with this one? Mine's boring, so I'll go first. All right. I like boring. So, so one of the things that I really like about, again, that I really like about Star Wars is that like you have your lightsabers but the colors are important yeah into like why you have them um but my decision has nothing to do with any of that (laughs) (laughs) is it literally just like you like the color you like i really like blue and i like the look of the blue lightsabers all the time so mine would be blue hey man yeah i'm just saying that 
you know, the blue, like that goes to the Jedi Knights, the Warriors. Um, I see how you play Fortnite, so I think it fits. <laughs> <laughs> this dude's straight up, like, this dude is cold. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. ice in his veins. Like, blue is a fitting uh, lightsaber color for you, my friend. <laughs> so yeah anyway <laughs> chelsea what about you oh i think my go-to color would be orange oh it was okay. a color that i fell in love with while playing fallen order it also just looked good on screen and it was a lot fun to play with and i was just like i like the color orange too so Yep, it's just orange. I don't really have a whole meaningful say, does, backstory to that. I was gonna say, does orange, um, orange is relatively new. Does it even have lore behind it? Because I'm pretty sure, sure it does. I'm sure orange first came around like in the games. Because I want to say it was in the Jedi Knight games back in the like early aughts or whatever. It, I think so you could play as orange. It, it does have a meaning. An orange lightsaber symbolizes a Jedi master with great knowledge and wisdom. Orange lightsabers are rare in the universe, as very few Jedi masters even exist. If an orange lightsaber is used by a Sith Lord or apprentice, it represents great power and leadership abilities. There you go. Okay. I'll take it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right, makes sense. Sith Lord all the way. That's our Chelsea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hundred percent, the silent assassin. <laughs> you know it. All right, so mine. So I have like a favorite lightsaber color, but then I also have a favorite, um, like lightsaber. I guess meaning that would be fitting for uh, me. So I'll start with that one first. That would be green, because green wielders are more masters of the force. And if I like that was that would that was always more uh, meaningful to me as someone who just like completely understands that side of things as opposed to just being like a very good swordsman um, and a good fighter. Like I would I would definitely lean more into the camp of just like understanding um, the force and how to use it. But my favorite color, and especially like in a, from like a. Anytime you play a game and you always get that choice to pick your like kyber crystal and what color you're gonna be, I always did uh, mm-hmm. purple when it was when it became yes. a thing because famously purple was ex- it came into existence because that's Samuel L. Jackson's favorite color. So George Lucas is like, sure, <laughs> we'll give you a purple lightsaber. I I love that story behind that <laughs> so too. Great, yeah. And then later on, like. <laughs> authors and like the expanded universe are like well let's give it a meaning and a purpose and all that shit and it actually kind of is like pretty cool because it's supposed since uh purple is like a fusion between uh red and blue it's supposed to be like it's supposed to symbolize like um perfect balance someone who um you know has a little bit of uh you know a little bit of dark and a little bit of light in them you know and kind of doesn't really tread too Mm -hmm. far one way or the other which that kind of sums up Samuel L. Jackson, I would say. <laughs> His character, for sure. Um, but yeah, anytime I would play a game, I would always want to try and get a purple lightsaber. I just, I really like purple as a color, and I think it's super, like, shri- uh, like striking, like, visually. Just having, like, a purple saber. But for lore purposes, I would choose green. 
I guess, if I had to. All right. Last thing. A location anywhere in Star Wars that we would want to visit. It could be for a weekend getaway. It could be this is where I want to live. It could be this is where I want to go to have a drink. You know, whatever. Whatever your reasoning is, this is the one location that you would want to go to. Who wants to go first for this? I'll go first again. All right. So, um, so again, I had a, I had a tie, um, but for like again different reasons. Um, so as you just put, if if I had like a weekend getaway spot, um, I'd want to go to Coruscant. Because okay. like it's set, I mean it's a planet that is a city. Yeah. You know, like that is crazy. It's essentially it's if crazy. Tokyo was a planet. For real, yeah. <laughs> um, so like. I just, you know, even, like, let's go, let's, like, do a weekend tour of Coruscant. Okay. Um, but if I could choose a place to, like, settle down and just kind of live and relax, read books, stuff like that, um, I'd want to live on Naboo, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Very peaceful. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's, like, it's literally, like, a paradise. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Chelsea, what about you? I was looking at a place more of like a weekend getaway, a little place that was kind of, you know, quirky, but cool. Wanted to like see the sights. It would be Cloud City. Oh, okay. I like to, you know, get one of the cloud cars and just go sightseeing, flying around the city and just, yeah, enjoying what it has to offer for a very short amount of time and then getting out of there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's like a, yeah, it's like a corporate you the city. One bad, uh, you picked the yeah. one bad weekend. <laughs> probably yeah my so there was a part of me when I first thought about this I was like alright I definitely would want to have a drink at the cantina you know it's like the most famous bar mm-hmm. in Star Wars or whatever but then I was thinking I was like yeah but that place is full of shitheads and like <laughs> do you really want to go to Tatooine yeah like it's essentially like the equivalent <laughs> of just like one of those like dingy like dive bars it's full of bikers and just like unsavory characters so i'm just so i was thinking i was like all right well i just wanted you know i'm thinking i just wanted to go there because for nostalgia reasons right i would never actually want to drink there because that place is just awful <laughs> so I was like, all right, you'd either like get shanked or yeah exactly kidnapped into slavery for java yeah yeah, yeah. so <laughs> so i nixed that idea so then i was just like all right well what if it was just like a weekend getaway and I'm like, you know, with uh, like Wade was saying, if I had like a weekend getaway, I would want to get like a villa somewhere on Naboo, like overlook, like by a waterfall, you know, and just have a very peaceful like three or four days. That's it's like one of the most beautiful and like peaceful locations and like that's shown in Star Wars. Like, I would just want to lay like by some like water, you know, I not the sand, you know, I don't like sand. Yeah, gets everywhere. <laughs> uh, but no, I would I would love to go to Naboo. I think that place would be. It's like you know, it's like it's like going to like uh, like Greece or like Italy or something. You know, like it's just it's very like Mediterranean looking. So I think that'd be very uh, very relaxing. I can get down on that. I don't know where I would want to live though. I would say Alderaan, but it has a pretty uh, brutal ending, so... 
Just make sure you're alive a long time before that. It's fine. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I don't want to be. Yeah. I definitely don't want to be around in the Empire days on Alderaan. So. Yeah, I don't know. But for, but for sure, like, vacation spot would be Naboo. Far enough away from a Gungan village. I don't want any of that shit. I don't want <laughs> like, you definitely, when you go to Naboo, you got to stay on the resort. You know, if you try, if you, oh my if, God. You, if you leave the tourist area, then it gets, then it gets a little zany. So definitely stay oh, on the resort. <laughs> all right i think we've uh i think we've covered in, a po- in as much positivity as we can um star Scratched wars a little bit of an itch yeah yeah for sure yeah i know that there's so we fun. could we could definitely do more with this um down the road because like you know it's a huge huge uh just vault of content that we can talk about mm-hmm. good and bad so this isn't going to be the end all for star wars for this show but we kind of just wanted to do like a very just open kind of loose show about it so hopefully you guys enjoyed it and uh yeah there'll be there'll be more to come from star wars in the future so don't worry um chelsea you yes. want to you want to take us out yes well thank you everyone for listening to this week's episode it's our little tease into star wars uh, be sure to like and, like and subscribe wherever you listen to this podcast. Share it with a friend. You can also follow us on social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at PodDMastered. Feel free to also send us an email. And, you know, we mentioned at the top of the show, for uh, we're doing a Q&A episode at the beginning of June. So feel free to send us your questions as well. And you can, our email is demasteredpodcast at gmail.com. And thanks again for listening to this week's episode, and we hope you tune in next week. Bye. May the fourth be with you.